feed them, and babies want babies want to eat all day long, right? And then they grow, and then you see them. I see all these kids running around. Wow, they they used to be little babies who used to hold them, and now they're like running up here worshiping God. Well, that's the same way our spirits are. We, you know, we can we can accept Jesus Christ as our Lord on a Sunday morning service, and and if you don't get fed the Word of God, you stay, you stay a baby, and you see yourselves that been here for a year. You're not the same as you were last year. And the partner came and visited and. And all of a sudden, you got saved, and then a, a year later, you come up and testify, and you you start preaching. You know, you give you the mic, and you start preaching to others. So what what I believe that I'm teaching is teachers. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, and I see a lot of the people that I taught when they first came in are now teaching. It's exciting. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But let me ask you a question: Who is our teacher? Come on, everybody needs to be in one accord and one mind. Who is our teacher? The Holy Spirit. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. He is our teacher. And if you acknowledge the Holy Spirit wherever you go, you'll be surprised what will happen to you inside. You know, The Holy Spirit is our teacher. I talk to him on the way here and tell him, have your way, Holy Spirit, teach him. Why? Because the Holy Spirit knows what each of you need. And sometimes one person might say, well, I don't know, I didn't understand, but yet there's one that would, that took it because he's, he's teaching that one person, you know. And then there's sometimes, well, he'll, he'll feed everybody different things from the same lesson. <laughs> so, oh, I, didn't, I didn't hear that. I heard this. Well, that's why the Holy Spirit made you hear that, you know. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He is the bread of life. Hallelujah. So who came with a teachable spirit? Amen. See, Some people come and they just sit there, you know, you see him when first and they just have their arms crossed and, you know, like daring, daring me to say something that turn them loose, you know. But they're not teachable. And some come like, man, I'm hungry. I, I can't wait to get there. So if, if you have a notebook in front of you, then that's what I'm talking to you. Because when you go to a study, that means you're going to take notes. Right? So always bring a notebook. You never know. Sometimes you'll open a notebook two or three years later from two years ago and say, wow, I remember when I wrote those notes, you know. Thank you, my father. But one thing I do know that I'm going to tell you is when you come to a word church, this is a word church, with a teachable heart and hungry to receive, the Holy Spirit will show you things about your inheritance That'll blow you away. But what did I say? When you come in hungry to receive with a teachable spirit. So always pray when you walk in and say, Father, I'm, you know, give me my heart to, to learn today. I want, I'm, I'm hungry. I want to understand things. Give me something today. And he'll teach you things that you'll go home thinking, wow, I didn't realize. I didn't know that. You know. But let me warn you. <laughs> There's a devil out there. And he's, you know, we call him Satan, we call him devil, whatever, a spirit out there, spirit of the world, that, that he wants you and I to forget, say forget, the reality of being born again. Because there's a reality behind being born again. When you get born again, there's something happens, but you need to understand it. But the devil wants you to forget that. Because being born again means that you now are son of God. 
means now that the Spirit of God lives in you. And then you start learning, and the devil wants you to forget. So he wants to keep you from church. He'll make parties on Wednesday nights. He'll, you know, he'll, he'll have ball games and championship things and that, you know, rodeos and whatever, you know, to keep you away from learning more. Are you understanding? <laughs> Hallelujah. But then I have a job to do. I'm a teacher. So my job as a teacher of God's word is to make sure that you hear and hear and hear and hear. Not only one, hear again. Say, well, I heard that last week, but you're going to hear it next week. Because you're going to hear it till you start seeing it. See? You first have to hear it before you see it. And some people, it takes a long time to, you know, to see it. Hallelujah. Oh, I, is there, I forgot, there was a testimony here from last week, from last Wednesday. Anybody? Raise your hand. No testimony? <laughs> he had asked me. He, he told me last week he, was, he had a testimony. That's why. I'm, so I know there's one. Come on. I almost forgot about it. I was too excited to teach. I forgot about it. Amen. Glory to God. Y'all tired of seeing me always come? come on. I hope I'm not. Yes, yes. Hey, look, testifying of the goodness of, of God and um, how he's using me, you know, as a display of his glory. You know, I'm just a vessel. You know, I'm just a, a, a somebody that God is using. So um, <clears throat> um, most of y'all know my story, but just real quick for the ones that fresh faces, um, convicted murderer uh, since the age of 15, got tried as a, as a juvenile at the age of 15, went into the adult system, uh, did 15 years, and by no means or standards was I a role model inmate. Whatever I was doing on the streets, it just carried over um, into the prison, so just wilding out. So just saying that to say that um, since I've been coming to this church right here, Power of Love Church, uh, I got here in, uh, during the COVID 2020, came unemployed because I got laid off due to COVID. I didn't get fired. I didn't quit. They didn't, you know, so it, 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 didn't, it, didn't, it didn't sting too bad because it was like, man, you know, they, I, I, this COVID deal did this right here. You know, I was, I was on track. And... Um, you know, so I came I came to this church um, because I was going to uh, Lakewood Church and Lakewood had closed down. So I didn't have no church to go to. And it was around the time I met my who my wife is now. She introduced me to this church and she invited me. And I was like, Lakewood's not open. But, uh, so this little video church you talking about surely ain't going to be open. <laughs> but there was power in this church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Long story short, uh, I'm going to try to sum it up real quick, but it's just, you know, God never, he's just not, he just never seems to amaze me, and, and I just wonder, like, God, why do you have favor over me like this, and I can't help but to think that I'm just getting started, like, there's something bigger and better that he has that he's going to use me for, and um, so I came here, and, 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 and I got into selling drugs all over again. You know, the enemy had me trapped. I had a house. I had a truck and a new note and everything. And, and you know, uh, the bills were piling up. Pressure was 
it felt like the like like I was underwater and the water was going up and up and I couldn't swim no like I could like I felt like I was drowning like all I can do was look up you know and and when I came and I did that you know and I I came here and I surrendered and and, and I asked God I was like I don't want to live like this the enemy is trying to get me to go back where you pulled me out of God and um <clears throat> so I came here and I and I hooked up with these brothers and I hooked up with the church and and, gre- and the pastors were in agreement with man these pastors are anointed man they don't just say something just cuz it sounds like it's the right thing to say no they they believe more for us than we do and um so me and pastor me and pastor Jesse and a couple of other brothers you know, I was struggling with my background because, you know, I got a murder case and that's not an easy type of deal to uh, be trying to explain. And so I'm sitting there like thinking like, man, these, you know, this is not looking good. And uh, Pastor Jesse say, you never know the person on the other end of the phone might be a believer. So go, you know, when you speak, you let them know, hey, whoever that person was that you say I am. I'm not that person no more. I'm a, I'm a child of God now. You know, I, I don't surrender my life. I'm, I'm a new person now. So here I was trying to practice what I'm going to tell this person, and I'm nervous, and I'm like, man, this is no good in the phone call. She answers the phone, and, and it was a uh, woman at the under, on the other end, and it was, she didn't sound like she was happy to hear from me. So it discouraged me. I'm like, man, that well, that's not sounding good off the top. Long story short, long story short, we're not e- we're not even doing a, 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 a interview no more. Now we're si- we're sitting there sharing testimonies, and this is with HR. We're sitting there sharing testimonies. She's sitting there believing more for me to get the job that I deserve a second chance, and and that happened, and the Lord made a way, and, and, and these people were all up in my business. They wanted to know when, why, where, how, who, you know, how long did it happen? How long you been home? And what you've been doing and all that, and, I'm, and, you know, I'm answering back, and I'm thinking, man, this ain't looking good. They're asking more questions. Look, the, they ended up blessing me with the job. I ended up getting a, a, a pay scale that I haven't reached in the, in, the, in the time I've been home. They gave me a new truck, a company card, computer, uh, credit cards, all kind of tools. I didn't have to do for nothing, and that was good, and that was good, but the Lord said, I still got something else for you. Because, <laughs> see, sometimes the Lord, he'll bless you for, you know, for a season just to see, you know, how you handle things when things ain't all that good. You know what I'm saying? And he'll bless you in the small things just to see if you appreciate them, you know, if you appreciate those things. And, and, and if, you know, he sees you humble and he sees you are, then, you know, he then you're ready to get blessed for, for, for something else. So, I've been here at this at this company that one I'm telling you with for a little bit over a year and a half, but things weren't working out good with the people in there, and and, and I was literally getting whooped, you know, physic not physically but verbally, because here I am. I've been in the penitentiary. I'm from the streets. You just can't talk to me crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand that language. And here these people are talking down on me, talking crazy to me. I remember having to ask pastor to pray for me because I'm like, man, I'm fresh. I'm brand new. I'm being, you know, they're, they're pushing me, man. And, and, and this thing's not supposed to be what's happening. But I didn't know that the Lord was 
pruning me. The Lord was preparing me. You know, the Lord was testing me. The Lord was stretching me. So when you're getting stretched by the Lord, sometimes it don't feel good. It's uncomfortable. It does. It, it hurts. It hurts and it sucks. It's like this is this is not what I signed up for. But you know, the Lord was telling me, just be still, son. I got you. You know, just, I got you. Just hold on. So, long story short, here not too long ago, about a month ago, you know. I, I had got sick and and I had to and I couldn't go back to work until I got paperwork and it was a long, uh, long bunch of mess. So, anyways, I was like, it's time for me to go. You know, there's no more peace right here. And you know, I prayed about it because you know I've been learning how to uh, put my trust in the Lord, learning how to pray. I've been fa I've been faithfully tithing, and um, you know, I, I ended up uh, me and my wife. We ended up last year. I don't know how we done it. We we tied it twenty thousand and three hundred dollars, and that's coming from zero broke. <laughs> like Pastor says, it just went to, went to sleep, woke up, went to sleep, woke up, went to sleep, woke up, and bam, they gave us the the thing from the church, and I was like, babe, look what happened. <laughs> like twenty thousand, I ain't never even been able to save that kind of money, and here I am tithing this money. And just a year before that, I was zero, busted, disgusted, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 didn't even have a job. So I, pr I asked Pastor again. I said, hey, Pastor, I'm, 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 I'm believing again, you know, for this job. And uh, it's back again to the background, you know, because I don't have no background. Oh, yeah, I stole a car. I stole some, uh, uh, some cookies or, you know, mine's just not my, my situation is a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit more. And um, so this time I went, I'm back at the old company that I was with whenever COVID came and they laid us off and I had favor with the brothers and brothers been looking for me. So I think Courtney was saying that we don't chase, ble you know, blessings, blessings come looking for us. So these brothers been looking for me. They're like, hey, uh, you know, they got a new shop opening up 10 minutes from your house. And, uh, you know, now's a good time. They're hiring. You should come back. And I was like, man, you know, it's been on my spirit because I've been getting punked over here. And, and it ain't been, it ain't, it, it's not really, that's not really what I'm supposed to be doing. So I asked Pastor to pray for me in agreement with that because the, the, the background, you know, was taking longer than, than expected. It was three to seven days. Here we were three weeks later and still no background. So I finally went to that other job. I told my wife, I said, babe, I'm, I'm, I'm going over there. I'm just going, here goes y'all keys, y'all laptop, y'all credit cards. Here it is, man. I'm, uh, I, that's it. I'm done, you know. And uh, like I said, I've been praying about I have been praying about it. And, and, and you know, my spirit was in peace telling me, like, it, it, it's time, you know, and um, so we uh, we prayed, and, and during that time I was off, it gave it gave me and my wife more time to you know get involved with the church, with the the outreaches, uh, going to the prison, and uh, going to these half halfway houses, and and ministering to these guys. You know, we're bringing hope, we're bringing light, we're letting letting, letting them guys know, like, hey man, it, it, look, here's some testimonies right here that give y'all brothers some hope. So. Whenever that happened, I went and go turn my stuff in, and I didn't mean to put my, my, my wife's business out there, but I came back from work, and then my wife got her. She was like, uh, babe, uh, I don't know what happened, but I got furloughed today. And I was like, I was like, you couldn't wait till." <laughs> 
like you could have, I could, you could have told me, like I didn't know, and I was like, you know what, babe, that's all right. We ain't even gonna be moved because we know who we serve, and that's giving us more time to sow into the church and work with the church, and you know, we were part, we were part of that to bring more souls to to the, you know, to the kingdom. So finally, the, the background came, but this time it came in a different form. This time it had 1991 attempted murder. 1993 murder and that's what the people in hr got in their hands so i'm sitting there thinking like it had to been god it it can only have been god because then people have that right there and they're looking at it they don't have to choose me you know what i'm saying they don't have to say yeah but they were like but you worked here before i know that's what i'm saying it didn't come up and say you're it's only supposed to go back seven years. It did, but for some reason, all this came out, and it came out in red, like, bram, 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 but, you know, they didn't, they didn't have to. They didn't have to, you know, but I got, when we came back from the outreach that Friday, me and my wife, uh, we were eating, and uh, I was sitting back like, man, the, en the enemy's trying to, uh, you know, move me, like, Cause I'm like, man, they got this looking at a man, and I don't know, it's a little bit different. But we, you know, but at the same time, though, I know, I know who I serve. You know what I mean? I know I serve a supernatural God, a God that, you know, He opens doors that no man can open, and shuts doors that man can't shut. So the man called me at 8:30 that night, text me, and then uh, said, "Can you call? Can you give me a call?" So I give him a call, and uh. You know, a I ain't gonna lie, you know, because I'm still young. I'm not, I'm not a seasoned vet yet. I still say I'm still under construction, you know. So I was like, I wonder if then I'm like, nah, let me just see what he says. And he was like, hey, uh, Vic, just want to let you know that uh, your background cleared. Uh, when can you start? <laughs> yeah, so. But in the beginning of the year, when I had never, I had never fasted. And the beginning of the year, this is how we start off here at the Power of Love, 21-day fasting. So I fasted because I was working out of town, you know, three or four times every week, you know, staying over. And I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, it's taking me away from church, take away, taking away from my family, like time with them. And that, that, I was like, I don't care how much money y'all give me or how much overtime uh, you know, that's that 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 right there don't stand up to what, you know, my family and, and serving, you know, uh, and being part of my church. That's what I want to do. So I pray that, you know, God will make a way, you know, in, in that time. And, you know, our our God that we serve, sometimes he don't just give it to you right then and there. But behold, be patient because the Lord don't lie. His word don't come back void, you know, and. So I just want to I just want to let let the audience know whoever may be watching that might be going through this type of period of time of testing of patience. Don't be moved. You know what I'm saying? Don't be moved. Stand still. Stand on your word. Stay pressing into the things of the Lord. Let the spirit guide you. Don't don't ask man for advice because man lied to you. Man won't believe for you. Go to the spirit, go to your word, and, 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 and you know, give it to God, and God will make, the, make a way. So now I'm making the same amount of money that I was making being, over, being out of town every week, every week. Now, my, uh, now I'm here in Houston locally 
uh, you know, from 7 o'clock, and we get off around 5, 36 o'clock. The fellas are, 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 everybody there is excited to see me, happy to see me. I get greeted with a smile, and, you know, I got, we got favor, man, and uh, I just wanted to share, you know, a little bit about uh, what God has done for me in this year or two since I've been here with the Power of Love Church. Hallelujah. Man, as you see, uh, a year ago he wouldn't say a word. And now I give him the mic and preaches. So let me close with a prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is good. So if, you, if you're listening on YouTube or if you're sitting here wondering if, this is, if God is real, he's real. He's real. I stole some cookies he was talking about. I, ne I never killed anybody. I never stole anything, but I did steal some cookies. But I got caught, and I'm glad because... You know, I didn't do it again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, let me start. Let me, uh, where was I? Okay. Oh. Can you say teach me? Teachable spirit. Can you say teach me? You know, as I was writing my notes, every time that I use the word teach me, things come to me, you know. And the word the teach me because I, I have a heart for, for students. I have a heart to teach, you know. Young men, young women, young marriages, you know. Uh, we used to teach a lot more than here lately, but, you know, we might get started again because I get that fire again, you know, to teach, you know, to teach the men, you know, the young men, you know. And, uh, and so the word teach me came because, you know, uh, 12 years ago I was teaching in, in another church, and the church closed down. The pastor, you know, went, went left, and we closed the church. And... Uh, and so I was, a, I was a teacher there, just like I am here, you know. And that's 12 years. I think that's before Pastor Sandy and Pastor George were pastors, you know. They were in that church with me. And, uh, and so we, as a bunch, you know, here, the leaders that you see here, we were, got together and decided that we wanted to start another church by ourselves. And a young girl came to my house. I never forgot that, you know. She came knocking on my door crying, really, tears, crying, said, uh, she said, uh, Pastor Jesse, I need to be taught. Man, that really got to me, you know, like that, you know, this is a real thing that God is doing with, with young people, you know. She said, I need to be taught, you know. And I told her, oh, yeah, we, I'm still going to teach. We're just going to change locations, but we'll let you know where. At that time, we didn't know exactly where we, we started again, you know. And you've heard the testimony. We started a church and went through a cemetery, you know, and, in the cemetery church and now we're here hallelujah and uh but anyway uh so so uh this young lady today is is part of the administration of the river church in florida she was a young girl then and she look what happened to her she went to florida to school and now she's part of the part of their administration you know so teaching is very important you know so let's turn to second timothy 4 1 to 5 in the amplified and this is, you got had learned this because one of these days you're going to be a teacher. Hallelujah. First Timothy, I charge you in the presence of God uh, and of Christ Jesus, who is, who is to judge the living and the dead by his appearing and his kingdom. Hallelujah. Preach the word as an official messenger. Be ready when 
the time is right, and even when it is not, keep the sense of urgency. Whether the opportunity seems uh, favorable or whether the opportunity seems uh, or unfavorable, whether uh, convenient or inconvenient, whether welcome or unwelcome, correct those in doctrine or behavior. Warn those. And this is what a teacher has to do right here. Okay? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine, and that's today. You know, they will not tolerate sound doctrine that challenges them and God's truth, but wanting to have their ears tickled. And there's a lot of people go to a lot of different places, and they get their ears tickled. Well, I don't like it here, but I'll go over there where they tell me what I need to hear, you know. And something pleasing. They will accumulate for themselves many teachers, one after another. As you see that all the time. That's why John Olsen used to tell us, stay one place. Don't like going on, you just say, oh, I heard this preacher, you know, I heard that preacher, you know, and since, you know, no, you don't need to be a lot of preachers. Sit in a sound doctrine, a church that's teaching you the word and stay there. You'll learn, you'll grow. They, they will accumulate many teachers, one after another, chosen to satisfy their own desires and to support their errors. They hold and they will turn their ears away from the truth. And will wander off into myths and man-made fictions. And will accept the unacceptable. But as for you, say for me, be clear-headed in every situation. Stay calm and cool, steady. Endure every hardship without flinching. See, that's when you've got hardships. And people say, oh, he's testing me. We will all have hardships, you know. I, I was listening to one of our old, you know, generals in, in, in the faith, you know. Um, actually, you know, Billy Graham, I think I was, you know, Billy Graham now, you know, and uh, from, from the past, and, and he was teaching in, uh, in the Psalms where he says, I, 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 I used to be 70, but now I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm on the way to 80, you know. And he says, on the way to 80, you, you have crossed many obstacles and had many hardships, and that's and that's true, you know. I'm I'm a living proof of that, you know. So as you as you grow, don't let a hardship get you down. Stay, keep staying in there, because you're gonna endure hardships. It's not all gonna be great, you know, but at times you will endure hardships. Fulfill the duties of your ministry. Are you teachable? Do you love instruction and correction? So you have to do that. In Proverbs 12, 1, and he amplifies that whoever loves instruction and discipline loves knowledge, but who hates reproof and correction is stupid. <laughs> there it is. First <laughs> Timothy 4, 6 in the Passion Translation. If you will teach the believers these things, are you a believer? I'm teaching believers today, you know. If you're an unbeliever, you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord, you're not a believer, hey, just put it in a shelf, accept Jesus, get born again, and then this all makes sense. Hallelujah. You will be known as a faithful and good minister of Jesus, the anointed one. Nurture others in the living words of faith and in the knowledge of grace which you were taught. Be quick to abstain from senseless traditions and legends but instead be engaged in a training 
of truth that brings righteousness. For athletic training only benefits you for a short season, but righteousness brings lasting benefit in everything. For righteousness contains the promise of life for time and eternity. Faithful is the word, and everyone should accept him. And that's Jesus, the word. For the sake of, the, of this ministry, we toil tirelessly, tirelessly and are criticized continually, simply because our hope is in the living God. He is wonderful life giver of all children of man, and even more so of those who believe. Do you believe? Hallelujah. 1 Timothy 4, 6, 10 in the Amplified. A good minister's discipline. If, if you teach believers, if you point out these instructions to the brothers and sisters, that's you, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, constantly nourished through study on the words of the faith and of the good Christian doctrine which you have closely followed. But have nothing to do are you listening? Have nothing to do with irreverent folklore or silly myths. How many know that religion is silly myths? Stories. No, you want the truth. You want life-changing truth. Go, on the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness, keeping yourself spiritually fit. Once you, once you get born again and you start eating, stay training in the physical, in the, in the things of God, in the doctrine and the word, and stay fit. Everybody say, I'm going to stay fit. Spiritually fit. For physical training is of some value, but godliness, spiritual training, is of value in everything and in every way. Since it holds promise for the present life and for the life to come. This is a faithful and trustworthy saying, worthy of full acceptance and approval. It is, it is for this that we labor and strive, often called to account, because we have fixed our confident hope and living on our living God, who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe in him. Do you believe in him? Recognize him as the Son of God and accept him as Savior. All day long, you should say, thank you, Jesus. You are my Savior. You are my healer. You are talk like that. You know, just, you know, a lot of people think a lot about eating right and drinking right and, you know, this is bad for me and that's bad. No, spiritual training is what you need. S start getting yourself right. With, nourish yourself with the Word of God. You know, I have taught lessons uh, in the past titled Take On Righteousness, consciousness. That's, write that in your notes. Righteousness, consciousness. See, we are the righteousness of God. But your conscience always has something. What are you conscious about every day? So righteousness, consciousness. And if we do that, we will push out sin. If you say righteousness, consciousness, sin can stay there. Do you understand? Because a lot of people have sin consciousness. See, and that's how, we, that's how we were taught in the world. Everything, you know, we're conscious of sin, you know. But let's, if, we, if we get righteousness consciousness, that'll push out sin consciousness. Are you understanding me? 
so that we can come into the full knowledge of our inheritance in Christ. You have to clean yourself out and be righteous conscious, and then the knowledge of the full knowledge of the inheritance that you have in Christ starts to come to your, to your mind, you know. Are you listening? We need to learn who we are in him. All of us. That's what we, who am I in him? Not who am I from what, I, what the teachers taught me in school. Who am I in him? Hmm. And what we are going to do with that knowledge. Once we know who, we're, who we are in him, then now what are you going to do? Keep writing them down because it'll come to you. It's revelation, you know. Trust me. Once you come into the full knowledge, winning souls will be like nothing to you. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be easy because you're always knowing who you are. Your, your righteousness, consciousness, everywhere out of your mouth is Jesus. So, so winning souls will be easy. Hallelujah. You can just walk to anybody. Did you know Jesus is Lord? Do you know where you're going if you heart if you heart you stop now? You know, and, and a lot of people wish somebody would come talk to them. Because they don't know who to talk to, because most people are sin conscious, not righteousness conscious. Hmm. We will have a desire to share what we learn with everyone that we come in contact with. Righteousness is what we are. Say I'm righteousness. Are you with me? Are you ready to learn? When we spend time in God's word and find out for ourselves the rights that we have, man, righteousness will become an active and powerful force in our life. You will start seeing yourself completely different than people around you. And you just walk by. You don't have conversation, you know. Some people might think you're a loner, but you're not. You're, you're with Jesus. I'll never forget, you know, I, I've, been, I've, I've been with several men of God, generals of God, you know. Kenneth Hagin, he would sit there. I would just stand, like, I could wave my hand in front of him, and then he would just, like, sit, just sit in there. But that man was full of the Holy Ghost, you know. But he wasn't just a little like talking to everybody, you know, hey man, what's you know, like you know the, you know what I mean? Like we are in the world. We wanna get high fives and all that, you know. No, he was like he would walk in, sit down. You know, I respect him, you know, he's a general, I'd walk by, but but he wouldn't ever like, Hey Jesse, how you doing? you know. <laughs> and I mean I learned from each one different personalities of how they how they taught, how they you know, but miracles happen with that man, you know. And you read his books now, you know. I got all all their books in my library, you know, man. But seeing him in person, you know, wow. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, so when we find out the rights that we have and what it means to be righteous, an active, powerful force in our life, and we find out that we have authority. Say authority. Because we have the nature of God. But if we don't, but if we don't know it, we will, live, we will live under the authority of those principalities and powers that, we, that are out there in the world, you know. 
those evil influences. That's if you don't know that you are the righteousness of God and that authority that's in you. Hmm. And by those evil influences, I mean, I mean the, the lost world out there. Listen closely. When we made Jesus the Lord of your life, you were delivered from the authority of the power of darkness. So that's what we have in Christ. That's that when you came up here and you gave your life to Jesus, at that moment that he came in you, that moment, you were delivered from the authority of the devil. No longer does he have influence in you. But now you have to go Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And as you grow, your authority starts to take place and you know that, hey, I don't have to listen to none of that. I don't have to do that anymore, you know. It takes a while, but, but you have to teach your spirit that you were delivered from the authority of the power of darkness. In Colossians 1, uh, Colossians 1.13 says, Who had delivered us from the power of darkness. So something happened when you made Jesus the Lord of your life. You were delivered from the power of darkness. Well, that means that before you made him the Lord of your life, and if you're sitting here today or listening by YouTube and you have not made that confession, then you are, you are under the power of darkness. You're under the authority of darkness. And I don't blame you that you don't want to hear nothing good because you are not under the authority of, of the Lord Jesus Christ yet, you know. But when you finally get tired and sick and tired and sick and tired of being d defeated and lost, then you, then you finally, somebody leads you to Jesus. Then at that point, you are now delivered from that. You're no longer delivered. Now, now Jesus takes over. Hallelujah. The, when it says the power of darkness, the word power, literally translated, is authority. You were, you were delivered, you were, you know, from the authority of the dark, authority of the devil. Thank you, Jesus. So we have been delivered from the authority of darkness and placed into God's kingdom. Are you hearing me? Wow. Who's learning something today? The kingdom of God. If you were delivered from the kingdom of darkness and you're now set in the kingdom of God, then you have to find out what the kingdom of God is. What is that? You know, the kingdom of God includes heaven and earth. Did you know that? Not just heaven, heaven and earth. Hmm. You can find that in Matthew 28, 18 and 19 in the King James. It says, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, underline this, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. And since you are a son of God and he came in you, then all power has been given unto you, authority in heaven and in earth. Man, that's heavy. That's what you have. Hmm. So then he said, go, go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Go you therefore. Who is he talking to? That's right. Say, who, me? Yes, you. So he says, you go therefore 
And you don't have to wait till some Sunday baptism on April the 14th. You can baptize them today. You can baptize them if you have a bottle, uh, you see water somewhere or bathtub. <laughs> he said, go you therefore and baptize them. You have the power, the authority to baptize, not just the preachers. All of you. I said, man, there's, there's water there. You let them to the Lord. Hey, you want, let's baptize you right now. Go, he said. Go baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Go win souls and authority with the power. But see, we know that if you obey the word of God, then blessings come. And the windows of heaven don't just open up when you tithe. The windows of heaven open up when you obey. Every time you obey the word of God, the windows open up and favor comes down. You might not see money, but favor is important. Man, today I was looking for a parking spot at the hospital, and I, and I hate to park far because you know, I don't want to walk. So I kind of park a little bit on the side and wait till somebody leaves, right, that's right close to the door. A lady saw me sit in the car and said, are you looking for a parking spot? Yes, ma'am. She said, that, that's mine right there. Third. Okay. And I said, man, thank you, Holy Spirit, favor. See, you knew that lady was going to come out. You knew that I was going to have a parking spot right there. Favor with God. The windows open up when we obey. So if you don't go, then you disobey. So it says, go you therefore. So, so tell me, yes, you. Okay, so how many of you have already gone and baptized and saved souls and baptized them? See, they better start looking. Because Father, I'm looking for someone because I got to obey you. And when I obey you, the windows crack open and then I get blessed. Hallelujah. Go win souls and go in authority with power and authority because it has been given to you and me. Huh. It came to us as part of our inheritance. Part of our inheritance in Jesus Christ is we have the authority to go win souls and baptize them. It's a beautiful feeling, too, once you do it, not just in spirit, but in your body. Man, whoa, that's good, good you know. Are you getting it? This is a Bible study, you know. The Word tells us to study so we won't stay ignorant. <laughs> Ignorance will keep us enslaved to this world. Are you still hungry for more? <laughs> Turn to Romans 5.18 in the Passion Translation. In other words, just as condemnation came upon all people... Through one transgression, so through one righteous act of Jesus' sacrifice, the perfect righteousness that makes us right with God and leads us to a victorious life is now available to all. Just like the one bad happened that was going to send us to hell, one thing that Jesus did by sacrificing himself for us, now it gives us a victorious life. And it's available to all. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and it says victorious life in, in the Aramaic, that in the Greek translations, which brings righteousness of life. That's what he's talking about. Victorious is available to all. Free. Free. One free gift came upon all men in the King James. 
So here's another question. If righteousness came upon all men, then why don't all men become righteous? Because the word says that righteousness came upon all men. But not all men are righteous. Are you getting it? This is not a trick question. <laughs> but it's, it's very important to understand, so stay alert. Because in order to receive it, you and I had to act on righteousness from the point of authority. Hmm. I know I'm, I'm dropping off as I go along. Some of, I'm losing some of you. But, but I, you're going to catch up, you know. You have to ponder on those statements, you know. Notice I said you and I had to act on righteousness from the point of authority. And we did it already. But Romans 5.18 tells us that righteousness came upon all men. Okay, here's the answer. to In 1973, some of you weren't alive yet. I made Jesus the Lord of my life. At that moment, righteousness that had been upon me came inside of me. Did you get it? See, righteousness came upon all men. But in 1973, when I made Jesus the Lord of my life, righteousness came in me. But it always had been upon me. It's upon all of you. But not all of you have righteousness in you. Are you getting it now? Hallelujah. At that moment, it comes inside of me. I was made the righteousness of God in Christ. But it was always there. I just had never allowed it to come in me. Some of you are getting it, right? I mean, at that moment, it doesn't, God doesn't send righteousness from heaven to one person. No, it's, it's, it's always there already. He already put it upon all men. And free gift, all you got to do is reach out and grab it. But you got to reach out and say, Jesus, I'll make you the Lord of my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Thank you. And then, boom. Then now it's not upon me anymore. It's in me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 5.21 in the King James. Some people getting it. Woo. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So get excited. Get happy. Put on a happy face. Come on. Put on a happy face. He, you, he, it's in you. But, but those that are not happy today, that I can just see you. Uh, you, you. Righteousness is not in you yet. It's upon you, but you have to make him come in. And then you're going to be happy. Then if you're here and you wonder why all these people are wild with their arms raised up and jump and thanking God because they became the righteousness of God in Christ and it was a free gift. And this, wow, now that makes you say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we can get excited, you know, because you have made Jesus the Lord. The new birth is now a reality in your spirit. Remember I said the devil wants to erase that reality and make it not real? 
Well, he can't if you keep if you keep coming to you know learning and learning and growing. He can't steal it from you. Hallelujah. Hmm. Jesus. You have been made the righteousness of God in Him. I repeat it. Remember, I'm going to say I'm going to he, you're going to hear me and hear me and hear me and hear me. But you said, well, you already said it. Well, I'm going to say it again. You have been made the righteousness of God. So listen close. God wants to treat you like that. Did you hear that? <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants to treat you. He wants to treat you as if you had never sinned. God wants to treat you like if you never sinned. What's the problem? You haven't forgotten that you did sin. So you got to start thinking of you as you. I've never sinned. Because because when he came in you, it, it was all erased. There is no background check. You checked my background in the spirit world and said, I didn't see nothing. All I saw that 1973, you, you, you became the righteousness of God in Christ. I, didn't, I haven't seen nothing since then. It's our brain that keeps glorifying sin. But God wants to, God sees you as you have never sinned. Now, now you have to see God as you've never sinned. He wants to treat you as if you had never sinned. He sent Jesus to the cross to bear your sin, to completely wipe away your sin that, that had been in you. <laughs> and because you made and because you are in Jesus, God sees you the same as He sees Jesus. So God sees Jesus, and when he looks at you, Narda, he sees Jesus. He doesn't see Narda or whatever. You, you, I, I don't want to know nothing. <laughs> he sees you like Jesus. There's Jesus. He says, there's Jesus, 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 Jesus. Now you see God like, like that, my father, my father, my father. So what were you? Nothing. I don't know. There's no, there's no record. It's not like, man, man, I got your record from when you were 19 or 18. No. Jesus has no record of you sinning. Because he died on the cross so that you will not have a record of sinning. Hmm. He sent Jesus to the cross to bear whatever was done there. God sees you the same as he sees Jesus. And he wants to treat you like he treats Jesus. Imagine how God treats Jesus as his son. Well, he wants to treat you the same way. Who's getting it? So let me repeat that. God wants to treat us like he treats Jesus. Wow. All I know, all day long, I can't help but thank him. I can't help but thank of it, my past. All I think is, thank you, Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Father. You treat me like Jesus. I'm your son. You know, you don't remember what I did, man. He, Victor brought out the stealing cookies, man. God didn't do that. <laughs> that was a human. God never. God said, "What cookies? All I know is you." <laughs> See, we have to get get away from glorifying our past so much.
Matter of fact, when I think of all those generals of God, like I said, Lester Summerall, Kenneth Hagin, T.L. Osborne, I spent a little time with each one, all Roberts. I never heard them say testimonies about their past. You know, now that I think about it, they never said anything they did. It was all Jesus. They never once mentioned, I, I killed somebody when I was 17, you know, no. I just that just came to me just now, you know. I never heard that nothing what they did when they were not nothing. They're just all Jesus, you know. They're righteousness of God. Let's let's become like that. Hallelujah, man. So here's the message: we we can and we should walk daily from a place of authority, just as Jesus walked. So if we see, if he sees us like Jesus, then we can do the same thing Jesus did when he was walking. God's word is his power, or should I say God's power is his word. He's upholding all things by the word of his power. We find that in Hebrews 1.3, the King James, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, upholding all things by the word of his power. Wow. What an awesome God we serve. We need to learn. Are you hearing me? We need to learn how to minister and walk from a point of authority. When we read the Gospels, we see that Jesus says such things as, Be thou made whole. He didn't, excuse me, can you be whole? No. He said, Be thou made whole. Take, out your, take up your bed and walk. Peter told the lame man in, in Acts 3, 6, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. That's how he talked. We are like him. We're supposed to talk like him. Yes. Hallelujah. Start acting like him and talking like him everywhere you go. Hallelujah. He spoke from a point of authority. So listen up. The good news that I bring to you tonight is that as a redeemed citizen of the kingdom, you too can and should begin to act the same way. Wow. You, sh you don't have to come and say, oh, the devil's really eating my lunch. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I need to, can you please pray for me? I no, not you need to get saved. You need to get Jesus in you and start talking like him. But I understand when your your spirit is young, you you're not a baby, I understand that. But get to the point. I want everybody to get to that point, you know, where, where you take this mic and start <laughs> preaching. Are there any sick among you? <laughs> Hallelujah. The good news, you know, yeah. You too can act and should begin to act the same way. You have obtained an inheritance. And that inheritance, we've been given all authority. All authority. 
Who's getting this? The God of the universe lives inside of you. Did you know that? S somebody didn't know that or else he wouldn't let me say that. <laughs> the God of the universe is inside of you. That's different when you start meditating on that tonight. The God of the universe is in me. What? <laughs> yeah, because like sometimes Jesus heals you and we say, you're healed by the blood of Jesus. But then, then your person st still acting sick. Well, what's happened? Well, that person doesn't know that you've been healed. Jesus already healed you, but you have to tell the devil, I'm healed. You have to say, he has to, you're saved. You're my son. But then you have to understand the God of the universe lives in me. Until you realize that. And, re and the revelation comes to you personally. I can tell you all day and all night that, and you're going to look at me crazy. But when you realize that, you're going to jump out of bed and say, Oh, my God, I'm going to do a dance around the bed. The God of the universe is in me. Woo! From now on, man, I'm going to lay hands on the sick. I'm going to get people saved and baptize them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And me, fear of nothing. He was saying that I didn't realize they shut Lakewood during COVID. I didn't. I've never heard because you know, I don't pay attention to other churches except this one. You know, so I don't know what they're doing. But uh, but <laughs> were you afraid of COVID, man? But the God of the universe lives in me. Why? God's gonna get COVID? Man, I work in hospitals, in and out of rooms, you know. Then there's a sign on the door, this patient has COVID. You know, I walk in anyway. I don't care. Because I'm not afraid. The God of the universe lives in me. I walk in a place of authority. I'm not under the authority of the sickness or disease of the world. I'm under the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am. Like, I am the son of God, and he sees me like that. So I got to see myself like that. Hallelujah. Some didn't get it, but you're going to get it one of these days. Like I said, when you get it, man, you're going to dance up and down. He lives and walks in you. So when you hear music like worship music, when I walk in the door, I automatically kept dancing. But the person that doesn't understand what I'm teaching comes with their arms crossed. But if they go to a, a nightclub, <laughs> especially a Mexican, go to the corridos and all that, you know, like, whoa, you, you. And you start dancing in front of everybody, you think you're it, you know. But you go to a church and like, I don't know what those people dancing about. But they're dancing because they finally understood that the God of the universe lives in them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, now say this, I have to become God inside minded. <laughs> Oh, my God. Ponder on that. God inside-minded. 
Ponder for a few seconds. Think about it. God inside minded. So tonight's lesson is important, especially in this day. Today, religious people use the word born again loosely. I'm born again. I'm a Christian. I go to church. I'm a good person. You can throw all that out the door until you know that I am in God inside minded and the God of the universe lives in me. Hmm. But like I started my study, I started my study tonight. I said this world is full of evil influences. You get out there in the world and you stay away from church for two weeks and you start acting like the past because it influences you every day, 24 hours a day. You turn the television on. You know, you can't even turn YouTube. Sometimes you turn YouTube to, to watch something else and all you see is junk. I mean, that, it's influenced you. But yet yeah, church is like Sunday morning, some places only, some Sunday morning, Sunday night. But here, well, it used to be Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Now it's Friday and Saturday and Sunday and Monday. <laughs> because we're so fanatics, man. We just, you know. But we started with Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Now it's Friday night and Sunday and 24 hours. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. So we're going to be influenced by God a lot. We're going to compete with us out there, you know. I mean, Satan has blinded the believers and wants them to forget what it means to be born again. Now you heard what it means to be born again, the truth. Huh, what it means to be a Christian. But we're not going to let them win, right? No, no, no. Wake up, church. Philippians 2, 5, and 6 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Are we equal to? Yes, we are. If we're in Christ Jesus, based on the spirit that dwells in us. However, in the message, Philipp, uh, Philippians 2, 5, and 8 says, Think of yourself the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't, but didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling on to the advantage of this status no matter what, not at all. When the time came, he set aside the privileges and the deity and took on the, the, the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and then died a selfless, obedient death. And the work kind of death that is... Uh, a crucifixion. So humbleness, the message here is that even though we're saying that the God of the universe lives in me, we shouldn't walk proud and act. We should be humble and selfless. So think it like that, but at the same time, stay humble. Don't let people think, well, you think you're special, you're better than me. No. Stay humble like what Jesus did, but still stay God inside minded, even though you walk humble. It says in the Amplified in James 4.10, humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. 
He will give you purpose. And the Amplified says, but he gives us more and more grace through the power of the Holy Spirit to defy sin and live an obedient life that reflects both our faith and our gratitude for our salvation. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud and the haughty, but continually gives the gift of grace to the humble who turn away from self-righteousness to submit to the authority of God. Resist the devil, stand firm against him, and he will free from you. So even though we, on one hand, here in church, we say we're the, the, the God of the universe lives in me. We don't walk like the God of the universe lives in me. We know that he does, but we walk like Jesus and stay humble. People that want to love on you and know that you're an humble person. I'm saying that because in my life, in my 70 plus years of life, I've seen a lot of preachers that think that they're God, and they walk like that. Yeah, and you know, I, I, there's there've been a lot of them that they turn you off because they think, oh, you know, they're so special. But the people I'm talking about is is people like T.L. Osborne and Kenneth Hagin. They were not. Matter of fact, Pastor George, can, can you come up here, please? There's some number man right here. But but he was with me when we went to see T.L. Osborne. And what T.L. Osborne was a powerful man of God, but very humble, right? Talk about T.L. Osborne. What what did we get when we saw him? Well, if you know anything about T.L. Osborne, I mean you when you uh read any of his books or or watch any of his videos, you just I mean, you just see the love of Christ. You hear it coming out of his voice, and and everyone mattered to him, no matter if they're in the jungles of Africa or in the far cor corners of the earth. He made it his business to go there and um, preach the gospel, to let them know that that they're not forgotten, that that there's a God who loves them and cares for them affectionately. So, I mean, when we had a chance to meet him. It, it just made a so uh, such a profound impact on my life, it, you know, because because he just spoke a word over me. But we all met him, and it was like you know, he loved on us, each and every one of us. And at the end, he even said, "He said, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I don't need to pray for you guys. You guys got it in you. Everything I have, you have. You know, lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. You know, bring bring sight to the blind." And I mean, he just had me spoke, speak a word to me personally, um, and I'm sure the Lord gave him a download of my email and <laughs> at that time, and I knew why, but I'm thankful. See, that, that was key. He said, I don't have to pray for you guys. And we wanted him to pray, like always, like, like the, go to church, oh, lay hands on me, let me know, because he's got the, no, no, when, he, he. He loved on us. He's a very humble man. But he said, I don't have to pray for you. The same God I have, you have. Now, you know that in, in, in a humble way. Now, that man went through the, you know, India and the jungles of Africa and America and well-known. You could buy his books, T.L. Osborne. And, and, and that's the spirit that I want to keep with you. You know, we can be powerful. You know, we go to the power of love church, you know, but not proud and arrogant, but humble. 
and the same spirit that 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 and the spirit of God is in me. And if you need prayer, always offer everybody. You need prayer. Let's agree. There's several different prayers. You know, you know. There's there's a Matthew eighteen nineteen or Matthew. I think if you put Matthew eighteen eighteen and nineteen, there's one kind of prayer. You know, and and this prayer is like you know. If you learned all this, then God has to honor His word. You know. Everything that he says in his word, I'll tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. So if there's prayers of binding the devil, bind the devil, you get, you know, I'll bind you right now. And I forbid you to do this here, and it's forbidden in heaven and on earth. Whatever you permit on earth. i also tell you this. If two of you agree, as touching anything. One of the key things about Victor is when he came up here to pray, he says, I want you to agree with me. See, I'm not a magician. I don't just lay hands on you and you're going to get what, what's in there. I don't know what you want. But if you come in with the word, if you are to agree on earth concerning anything, you ask my Father in heaven will do it. So if you come up and say, agree with me, well, I'll agree with you. See, so now he, I'm agreeing that you're going to get the job. You're agreeing that you're going to get the job in Jesus' name. God said it in Matthew 18, 19. And he never goes, he keeps his word. So you'll get it. See, there's all kind of prayers like that. Sometimes, you know, I mean, sometimes you say, you know, it says, call the elders of the church, have them anoint you with oil. You come in, I, 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 I need you to anoint me with oil as an elder of the church, a pastor of the church. You know, and it, and it happens. So it, so it takes two. You have to believe, see? And then I have to believe with you. But we both have to believe on the word of God because it's the word of God is going to do it. Are you understanding? Hallelujah. So tonight, if you're sitting here and you have never made Jesus the Lord of your life, please don't leave without him. You know, raise your hand and, 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 and come up to the front. Let's do it now. I mean, I, I didn't just teach all this for nothing. As they worship God, come up. And if you have something in mind that you really believe in God, that you want me to agree with you, then come up. 